Welcome back to the Summer of 78, The Bearded Man. Recap of Chapter 7, Abducted. Carmela and Liz had a half a day of school. They waited for Adele, but she was late, and they decided to run home. When it started thundering and raining, they see Adele coming. Liz is startled when someone approaches her as she's walking towards her mother. Liz is taken by the bearded man. Liz tries to survive and keep the bearded man from getting angry. And the search for Liz begins. Chapter 8, Mom and Dad. The days were going fast. It had been a week since my abduction. Mom was devastated. Grandma took care of Mom and the house. She was exhausted. Dad tried to help, but he couldn't focus. Carmela sat in her room waiting and hoping for my return, and Anne was too young to understand, but she wondered where I was. Dad's persistence kept the search for me going. People everywhere came together to help. Melissa and her parents arrived a few days ago also to help. The detective in charge of the case said they have some leads. Dad told his boss about what happened he gave him all the time off he needed. The school also gave Carmela a little time off from school. Everyone was very supporting. My family needed it. They all gathered in the dining room and talked before the search. My uncle Oscar asked my dad, how is the investigation going? Dad answered, well, my brother, nothing, just nothing. My dad would not give up. He will find me. Mom entered the room and said, we have to do something. I just can't sit here. It's been a week. Where is she? Where did that man take her? Where is my daughter? Crying and sitting down, she begged my dad to go search in the woods. My grandma agreed. She said for two days, there was a search in the incline of the woods, but because there was nothing, nobody has gone back. They need to go deeper, I tell you. Charlotte told police about their trips up there, and that's where he most likely goes before moving on. So just go back. The news said they always found the other girls in the woods, so Dad and the others and Melissa's parents decided to go searching in the woods. A few people who were helping were called and came to search. Carmela watched as everyone left. She was so quiet, never said a word about anything. Mom stared out the windows as tears rolled down her face. She prayed as she watched Dad leave. Mom was always such a strong woman, never let anything break her down. But my kidnapping was too much for her. She didn't sleep or barely eat anything. Carmela and Ann never said a word. Melissa and Matthew remained quiet too. This is a horrible ordeal that everyone was going through. It had changed my home into a house of sadness. What once was a happy, noisy house was a house of silence and tears. Dad drove his van and picked up some supporters. He lit a cigarette as he drove. He thought of all the times we spent together. In his mind, he reminisced about a drive we took to the bank one day. Dad, where are you going? To the bank? You want to go? I said, yeah. Let's go. So we get in the van and drive to the bank. As dad drived, I played with the radio and dad starts to sing his favorite Alabama song. We sing, then we sang random songs all the way. I asked my dad, why are we here? 
He said, just have to deposit some money. We won't be long. So we park and enter the bank and dad chats a while with a teller. When one of the bankers approaches me and gives me a stuffed animal of a lion, I show it to dad and he says, oh, that's cute. So again, when we leave, we get in the van and finally we turn the radio back on and we start singing all the way home. As dad reminisced and thought about deep thoughts and memories of us together just hanging out, Otis, my uncle, tapped his shoulder and kept calling his name. Otis, Otis, and he shoved his shoulder. My dad was so into his thoughts about the day we went to the bank that he didn't hear him. Huh? What? My dad said. We're here. You passed the stop. Turn around. Oh, okay. The search began near a small river by the road. It was a place we would go sometimes when dad wanted to go fishing. Piedra Lake. They begin their search not knowing what to do or to look or what to look for. They were afraid of finding me dead or alive in one of the hidden cabins up there too. After about an hour, dad continued walking into the woods. He remembered what grandma said about not giving up and going deeper into the woods. He noticed an area that he didn't recognize from the last time we went there. He wondered if the others checked this area. As dad walked, he noticed a lot of junk and a dog barking in the distance. Oscar saw a little house, but it said no trespassing. The dog was barking when a woman came out with a baby. Dad was so sure he would find me here, but it was a family of four and a Rottweiler barking. He asked the man and his wife if they saw me. He showed them a picture of me and left his number and a number to the police station. The lady said lots of police been coming by asking questions, but no, she didn't see me. She said she would pray for my safety and to come home and wished my dad luck in finding me. It was getting dark. My mom stood out the window waiting for dad to come home, praying to see me come home with him. Carmela sat and watched TV with Ann and grandma. Grandma decided to go to sleep. She was so tired. Melissa and Matthew talked a little about school and Carmela wished things were back to normal. Mom continued to sit by the window. Dad was gone for hours. Mom thought of the good times that we had for Christmas and the moments I would open my gifts. Oh, wow, Mom, a piano. It was beautiful. Carmela got one too. We were so happy. When we opened it, I remember how happy I was. Thank you, Mom and Dad. I gave them a hug, and Carmela and I were so happy. Mom, you remembered the pianos. Look, Carmela, a music book. Do you have one? Yeah, it's right here. Check it out. Let's play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I learned the notes really fast and played that tune all day. da 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 Mom sat there and remembered me playing that tune all day. She reminisced as she sat at the window and cried. The hours went by. Dad and the others had to get back. When one of the others called out, hey, over here, Dad and Oscar ran to where they were calling. What was it? Dad said, look over there, over there across the river. 
There was a house in the distance, and the only way to get there was to rent a boat. They could see a light, not sure if it was a house. Dad looked through the binoculars, and, and he saw a car or something parked on the side. They couldn't do anything now because the boats were locked in storage till tomorrow. But Dad and the others didn't know there was a hidden road that led to that house. That would take about 30 minutes, so Dad and the others headed back. As I looked out the window across the river, I could see some lights far in the distance. Not sure if they were fireflies or my imagination, but I can see lights in the distance across the large river. My dad headed back to the car and the others. He told my uncle how strange that place. I've never seen it before. My uncle told him it could be because of some of the trees that went down during the storm a few weeks ago. It was hidden. We will come back tomorrow. As I stood there looking, I could see what looked like lights, headlights. I wonder where the dog was. He didn't bark. The bearded man and his accomplice, he called Stan, were packing and talking about what they were going to do. Stan asked them, why keep her? Get rid of her. She will slow us down. The bearded man said, it's personal. No kid that gets into my way and gets me hounded like a dog is going to get away with it. Stan told him, let her go, who cares? You were gonna get caught anyway. If the nosy brat and her friends found you out, so were the pigs. The bearded man grabbed Stan in anger by the throat and said in an angry voice, don't you ever make fun of me. No kid is ever going to make me a fool and neither will you. Stan struggled and said, yeah, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry let's go we have to go he let Stan go and turned around and stared toward the door I stepped back in fear of the way his eyes were so angry he said in an angry voice I'll never let her go it's personal and patted Stan on the back now buddy let's get out of here he packed up the van and I was looking around to where I can leave a sign that I was there. I took my bracelet off. I got out, I got for my birthday from my parents and laid it on the bed on the floor. He's coming. I prayed he didn't see it. Dad was curious about the house. There has to be a way to get there. As he drove, he looked around and watched into the woods. Somehow he knew there was a way in. So he turned towards where the house would be but there was a lot of trees in the river. Why didn't I notice that place before? So he parked and told his brother, let's check this out. As he walked toward the river, he notices a large working like van driving into the woods away from the direction of the house. But he continues to walk and find a hidden tiny road where he saw a car just pass in the distance. He runs back to the car and drives around the trees and finds the road. As he drove, he saw garbage everywhere. My uncle said it looks abandoned. As they kept driving, he sees the little house. My dad had finally found the house I was in. They park. My dad takes out a gun from under his seat. As they walk slowly around the house, my uncle said, a lot of fresh garbage here. Dad walked up to the door and knocked. He slowly turned the doorknob. As he walked, he saw garbage on the floor and he cleaned sink and dishes. 
That was odd. He notices the smell of dishwashing liquid. He knew that someone has been there. He walked around checking the rooms. When he and Uncle Oscar entered the room I was in, he looked around. My uncle told my dad, we have to get out of here. This is trespassing. Yeah, my dad said. As he was leaving, he looked down and noticed something shiny by the bed. My dad had found my bracelet. Look, it's Liz. My uncle took it from him and looked at it. As my dad ran out the door, my uncle said, yeah, it is the engraving. Come on, let's go. The car we saw earlier, my, dra my dad drove like a madman. He reached the end of the road and wondered where that van went. The bearded man lit a cigar as he lifted his leg onto the dashboard. Stan drove the van. He turned the radio on. I sat all the way in the back with that junk they packed and the dog. I kept the dog close to me. It was the first time we met face to face. He was gentle and scared, but a big, strong boy. He was afraid of them. I started to look into the box and found a half a loaf of bread quietly opened it and fed some to the dog and I ate as much as I could. Stan asked him, where are we headed? Man, I need to get some stuff. The bearded man said, yeah, and make sure you bring my money. So they drove up a hill and parked. Stan got out and went to a house. As I sat there, I can hear that evil man laugh and talk to himself. He was insane. I was terrified. I had to try not to scream, Stan came out with a duffel bag and eating a sandwich. We started to drive towards the road when another van came driving by slowly. Stan stopped. The bearded man jumped to the back of the van. He yelled out to Stan, be cool, man. Don't get nervous. As he dragged himself to the back of the van, the dog started to bark. He said, shut up, boy, shut up, and grabbed me by the throat. He said, if you make a sound, I will break your neck. He said quietly with his big strong hand around my throat. I wonder who that was they saw. As Stan started to drive past the van, he looked into the face of the driver and knew right there and then who it was. He played it cool and waved at the driver. Meanwhile, the other van was my dad. Dad looked at this person in the other van as he drove past him and waved. My dad felt there was something strange about it. The man, and he wasn't sure if this was the vehicle they saw leaving from the hidden house. Since there was so much debris and trees everywhere, he beeped the horn, Stan slammed the brakes. He was startled by the horn. The bearded man fell forward. This was my chance to scream for help. The dog began to bark. I screamed, help me, please help me. The bearded man quickly got up and ran towards me and everything went blank. Stan began to drive off, the other van followed. My dad didn't hear me, but my uncle said I can hear a dog. The bearded man told Stan, drive into a gas station and pretend you're not trying to hide something, they might go away. My dad continued to follow when he saw the van going to the gas station. He watched for a few minutes and drove off. He told my uncle, there's something strange and just not right with that van. That man, I've seen him around before. I was out for hours. When I finally woke up, I was bleeding. 
That monster hit me as hard as he could, splitting the side of my forehead open, and I was dizzy. I wasn't sure what happened, but I remembered the other van. My dad, it had to be him. I looked up towards the front of the van. I was very dizzy, and my neck hurt so much. I felt nauseous. It was dark, and they were quiet, sitting. I wonder what was going on. The dog laid there quietly, too. I tried to move in a little towards the seat and see Stan slumped over and beer cans everywhere. I look at the bearded man, and he was asleep. If only I could find a way out.